0: And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. (laughs) Ha-ha, Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app True Connect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of True Connect exclusively for Raider Nation. You're listening to A Pawn Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders podcast network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal here back at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. And thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with us for another episode, our final regular season episode of A Pawn Further Review, brought to you by the good folks at Coors Light. And just a uh, programming note before we start rocking. This is our last regular season episode, but as you guys know... You can't get rid of me that easily. So we are back, as we always are, every single week during the offseason. Now, do the shows change a little bit? Yeah, certainly they do. We don't have as many player guests, but we're going to do our absolute best this offseason to talk to some of our best friends around the league, to get some insight onto all things silver and black, and as we dive into what will be a very interesting, entertaining offseason that will have no shortage of storylines. So yeah, just a reminder, you guys, yes, we're, we're getting away from the regular season version, but we ain't going anywhere quite yet but we're gonna finish today on a strong note we're gonna finish this season on a strong note and I cannot wait for that in just a few minutes we're gonna welcome in friend of the program and now three time Pro Bowler your punter AJ Cole we have a lot to discuss with AJ him and Max Crosby go into the Pro Bowl to represent your Las Vegas Raiders more on that in just a sec but always a good time to catch up with AJ always a good time to uh to hang out with one of the more entertaining more colorful characters not only in this Raiders locker room but uh but across the league so a lot to to get to, but we begin as we always do, as we must, with our transactions brought to you by Shift 4 Payments. So, obviously, as we end the regular season mode, we're gonna have you know, probably fewer transactions I would imagine after this week, but we finish strong, so deep breath, everyone sit down, and here we go. On December 29th, last year, the Las Vegas Raiders signed fullback Jakob Johnson to the active roster. They also signed tight end John Samuel Schenker, that's a hard one, I mess it up every time, to the practice squad the very next day on December December 30th, they activated tight end Cole Fotheringham and defensive tackle Matthew Butler from the practice squad. Then on New Year's, January 1 of 2024, your first transaction of 2024 Cole Fotheringham and Matthew Butler reverted to the practice squad and then the other day earlier this week on January 2 the Silver and Black signed tight end EJ Jenkins to the practice squad and placed tight end Cole Fotheringham on the practice squad slash injured list a lot of transactions a lot of tight end transactions obviously as we look at that room and it changes specifically the uh the bottom part of the depth chart as we wrap up the regular season and we talk about wrapping up the regular season and unfortunately that is going to be the case this Sunday 125 p.m. against the Denver Broncos because, because, because the Las Vegas Raiders unfortunately lost over the weekend to the Indianapolis Colts, and that loss to the Colts officially eliminates the Raiders from playoff contention. And really, you know, JT The Brick and I talked about this on Raiders Roundtable. I talked about this with Jason Fitz after the game. It certainly not the ending that we wanted, but in many ways kind of feels like the appropriate ending to this season. And I, I mean ending just in the terms of playoff aspirations. Obviously, the Raiders have a lot to play for this upcoming Sunday at Elysian Stadium as we wrap up the regular season. But, you know, you kind of look at the game in so many ways a, a microcosm uh, of this 2023 season the defense out there doing its thing kind of feels a little worn down specifically in that latter part those final two quarters uh you know susceptible to the explosive plays and again to me that just felt like this group that has played so well, has been so consistent, has brought so much fire and passion and energy to the field in 2023. For me, when I watched that game and I watched it back, it just felt like they were running out of gas a little bit. That that to me is what it felt like. Is that the case? We'll, we'll have to ask the guys in the locker room, but it just felt like they had just been worn down a little bit. Unfortunately, the levees broke uh, with Gardner Minshew and the uh, and the Colts doing their thing on the offensive side of the football. And then switching to the offensive side of football for the Raiders, just not enough consistency, right? And, and how many times have we talked about this in 2023? We see it for quarters, we see it for series, we see it for halves at times, but we just didn't see it for a full 60 minutes, and unfortunately, that was the case in Indy, right? You know, you're you. And I, I understand that you're down some of your big pieces. I understand you're down Josh Jacobs. Uh, you know, Michael Mayer is out. You know, Thayer Mumford is in doing his thing uh, because Colton Miller is unable to. Like there, there's so many things that go into it, right? But all the same. Uh, we weren't able to find that consistency on the offensive side of the football uh, and a big reason why the, why the Raiders uh, not only lost the game this, uh, this past weekend, but, you know, will also be ending the season this upcoming Sunday uh, after they take on the Denver Broncos. But, you know, we look at and there'll be so much time for us to dissect and kind of dive into what worked this year, what didn't work this year. But as I said, man, it, it really just felt like kind of that perfect little snapshot of defense doing its thing, balling out, Max Crosby playing out of his mind again, again, more in Max and just tech too. But unfortunately, just that consistency on the offense side of the football just wasn't there. Uh, and hopefully that is something that we can see kind of end on a high note this weekend at Allegiant. Hopefully, I would love to see a full 60 minutes of offensive excellence from Aiden O'Connell and the fellows to wrap up this season. I really, really would. But, uh, you know, we will not, uh, not end, but we will continue on a high note because we are now approaching that time of the year with a week left, or not, gosh, less than a week left now. Uh, we're starting to get into the end of season awards. Uh, and we talked about the Pro Bowl, but before we get to the Pro Bowl, uh, another award for our guy, Max Crosby, as Max was voted by his teammates as the Commitment to Excellence Award a winner for the third straight year uh like i said it's the third year he has won the honor the commitment to excellence award is presented annually to the raider who best exemplifies hard work leadership and excellence on and off the field throughout the season uh this is an honor that originated in 1967 as the gorman award and was renamed the commitment to excellence award in 2002 and we talk about those uh those folks who exemplify hard work leadership excellence on and off the field That's Max Crosby, right? That is 100% Max Crosby, a guy who has been so vocal about the causes that are important to him, a guy who has been so vocal and open and vulnerable about the challenges that he's had in his life off the field. And now he he is at such a better place off the field, dominating on the field. We heard from Antonio Pierce uh, earlier this week who said, look, you know, Max needs to be in those conversations for Defensive Player of the Year. And I agree 100%. And, and he brought up a great point. He goes, look, you know, typically those those guys who get those end of season awards, those big dog individual awards, uh, are guys that are going to be playing in the postseason. Unfortunately, that won't be the case for Max in 2023. But all the same, we look at his numbers, we look at his effort, we look at how the narrative has changed so much for him in a positive way this past year in the in the NFL. Man, he certainly exemplifies uh, commitment to excellence on and off the field. So another really really cool award for our guy, the Condor. And, and I thought this was another great note, courtesy of our Raiders PR staff. Max is only the second player now in Raiders history to win that award three consecutive seasons, joining uh, our old pal Rodney Hudson, who another guy who was just dominant on and off the field. And Rodney won that award uh, uh, three years in a row from 2017 through 2020. So big shout out to Max, man. Uh, you know, I'm, like I said, I think he will be in that conversation for Depoy. He should be in that conversation for Depoy. We've heard so many people in this building, outside of the building, in the national media say that, hey, he has done enough to kind of put himself in that upper echelon, and I would love to see that kind of play out, as a, as I said, as we get to the end of season and all the end of season awards come out. But speaking of more awards, let's just keep the good times rolling, because your Raiders have two Pro Bowlers in 2023, uh, Max Crosby and friend of the program, AJ Cole, who you will hear from uh, in just a few minutes. But man, we look at Max, we look at AJ, Pro Bowl number three for AJ Cole going back to back to back, Pro Bowl number three for our guy Max Crosby as well, also back to back to back for Max. Uh, We look at Max in particular. He ranks second in tackles, third in sacks, and he's tied for first in tackles for loss. That is across the league for defensive linemen. Check, check, and check for the Condor. He is also the only defensive lineman since the year 2000 to register 85-plus tackles and 20-plus tackles for loss in back-to-back seasons. That would be 2022 and 2023. He has also recorded three multi-sack games, tied for fifth most in the league, and he is just one of six defensive linemen to post 10-plus tackles in a single game in the NFL this season. Uh, like we said, dominant, absolutely dominant. It's it's crazy to say that, like, the version of Max Crosby that we thought we were going to get this year in terms of the effort, in terms of the, the big plays, all that, it feels like he has exceeded every single person's expectation for that, probably ex- except his own, right? We know the kind of standard that Max holds himself to. We know uh, what Max brings to the table and his expectations for himself. And, and really, you know, I know you can't quantify this with, with a stat or anything like that, but I think the biggest change, the biggest... Uh, I wouldn't say improvement but the biggest you know level of maturation that we've seen from Max this year is he's bringing guys with him. We knew going into the year that you know we were not going to that we knew what we were going to get from number 98. But I feel like the big question around Max was like, hey, can he bring the other guys on the, on that defensive line with him? Can he bring the guys on that defense with him? And the answer to that question unabatedly is yes. Max, 100%, brought guys with him this year. Uh, we heard we heard that from so many guys, and we saw it, right? We saw it with our own eyes that Max was able to elevate not only that defensive line, but this entire Raiders defense in 2023. So to see him get his uh, his nod for the Pro Bowl for the, the third year in a row, very, very awesome. And again, he won't be going alone. Our friend AJ Cole, friend of the program, will be going with him. Uh, we look at AJ's uh, kind of quick resume here. He ranks second in the NFL in net punting average. You'll hear AJ talk about that in just a sec. And and fourth in gross punting average, he's down 33 punts inside the 20-yard line. Fourth best percentage of this season. 14 punts of 60-plus yards, which is incredible and insane if you really think about it. That's third most in the NFL this year. He has a 63.6 yard per punt average in Week 9. That was the highest single-game punt average in, drumroll please, NFL history. So yeah, AJ has been the best at his craft undoubtedly in 2023 uh, and really, really cool to see him and uh, him and Max will be going to Orlando to represent the silver and black. Always a good time. Uh, you know, the Pro Bowl, I think the, the league has done such a good job of adapting and evolving that set of games, uh, specifically the past couple seasons. So it'll be awesome to see what AJ and Max are out there doing. Uh, and I'm really, really excited for all the coverage that we're going to provide here at uh, silver and black productions for Max and AJ's grand trip. To the great state of Florida. But speaking of our friend A.J. Cole, you know that as soon as we got the uh, we got the big news and we and he found out the big news that he was gonna be going to the Pro Bowl, we had to bring him into the uh, the pod studio here to break it all down, give the man his moment in the sun. So without further ado, enjoy our conversation with the three-time Pro Bowler. God, that sounds fun to say, A.J. Cole. And celebrations are in order. Congratulations, all the good stuff. We are sitting here with a friend of the program. And three-time Pro Bowler, A.J. Cole. Round of applause to Mr. Cole. Congratulations, sir. My hand. Yes, there it is. We did it. We did it. We sure did. Uh, let's start here. How would you find out this time?
1: Uh, so this time I found out uh, me and Max went up to uh, Champ's office after practice. He told us he wanted to speak with us, and uh, Champ and AP were up there and just let us know that we uh, we, we made the Pro Bowl.
0: Any nerves when they say, hey, the GM wants to talk to you?
1: Yeah, it's like getting called up to the principal's office. You're like, if you get called to the principal's office, it's either like, oh, you're in trouble, you're getting detention, or it's like, oh, you're getting recognized for something good. So it's really good or really bad. When it's the same day as the Pro Bowl announcement, you're like, I yeah. feel like this one's gonna go yeah. good. But if you go up there and it's like, oh, you're getting accused of cheating on someone's homework, it's like, oh no, I, th- I thought this was gonna be one of those good meetings. Yes,
0: it certainly was a good meeting. And can That's I be? Uh, and can I? Yes, can I? Also relieved because we can be transparent with the people here. I have a, uh, I don't want to call it a nasty habit, but I have unfortunately at times in our friendship, broken news to you mm-hmm. that I previously thought you knew. Uh, a, one of the good ones that comes to mind is the all pro nod a few years ago. Was it last year or two years ago? Two years ago. Two years ago. Uh, and I thought you knew. I was really nervous that I was going to break this one to you because you and I ran into each other this morning. You did. And I feel like I, I got close, I didn't spill the beans but I'm very glad that Champ and AP had the chance to tell you and it didn't come from Eddie Pascal.
1: Yeah, it was kind of like uh, one of those situations where somebody's like, you just think you're going to dinner and you're, somebody's like, it's your birthday, right? You think you're going to dinner and somebody's like, hey, what are you doing tonight? You're like, I'm just going to <laughs> dinner. They're like, oh yeah? Yeah? Like, and then you, later when you find out you had a surprise party, you're like, oh, like you knew the whole yeah. time. And looking back on our conversation, I realized I, I could have I seen the, the, the breadcrumbs, but I really thought you were congratulating me on my third appearance on Upon Further Review. This year, in the past six weeks. I know, I know. And congratulations should be in order for that primarily.
0: A hundred percent.
1: I mean, there's a lot of people that go to the Pro Bowl. Has anybody been on here three times in the last six weeks? Not in the past six weeks. I think. Yeah, well, so we're talking about ranking honors. That yes. seems like it should be number one. I listen. I didn't say it. You did, and I
0: won't dispute you. I won't fight that. You are the man of the hour, and I am not here to rain on your parade. Uh, when we look at twenty twenty three, though, right? And and you know, we'll have time to do the deep dive into everything at some point. But like, what did you get better at this year? I mean, we look at the numbers. We look at the stats. Like they're all foolish and incredible, and just puts you in a different stratosphere. Like, but what are you proud of in twenty twenty three?
1: Yeah, you know, I think that, um, I think the biggest thing I've improved upon is my directional punting. That's something that really wasn't a strength when I first got into the league. That wasn't something that I feel like, um, I did at a super high level. And it's something I've improved upon every year. Um, and it, it's something that, um, Coach McMahon really emphasizes and puts a lot of strain on. And so I think second year in the system um, really helped me. And I think it's just made me a better player. Um, And so we've done a lot of stuff with kind of trying to get the return or moving a lot left to right, and doing a lot of cross field stuff. So guys tend to punt from the right hash to the right side, left hash to the left side. And this year we've done quite a bit of uh, showing like we're going to go to the left and then flipping and going to the right. So we try to keep the returners on their on their toes, and I really like I, I, I want to be a difficult punter to game plan against, and I want them to have no idea what's coming, no expectations, um, and so that whatever happens, they're surprised, and, and and that disrupts their timing and makes it hard for them to get a jump on us.
0: Yeah, and I think honestly, like you know, as a man who's committed to special teams, we've had this talk many times. I've told you, I've told Daniel, I've told everyone who is, is willing to listen. Like I think what's been really cool this year is to kind of hear you get your flowers from the broadcast a lot more, right? I think those of us in the building who know. You uh, are always rooting for you, and you know I. I'm the king. I'd like to think of pulling these random obscure stats to show just your excellence and dominance. But like, it's been really fun to hear the Tony Romos, the Jim Nances, the the Fox Crews talk about like, hey, like this guy is is doing something pretty incredible. Uh, and to me, like that as a fan of AJ Cole's, a fan of punting, that's been a lot of fun this year.
1: Yeah, that that's definitely cool. It's definitely an honor. I don't really watch the broadcast copy too much, so I don't know what they're saying. But if you tell me they're saying good things, I'll believe you. They're saying
0: it. Uh, Let's go here, right? I think our PR staff, Will Kiss, and and uh, and our friends do a fantastic job of kind of putting together uh, the best things of your year right of your ability of everything that has gone on over the past 17 weeks there's some pretty awesome stats here man like we could sit here for a long time and dive through them is there any stat from this year that kind of stands out to you? i know like the the 83 yarder uh, that's probably i'm sure up there but like is there any like one number one metric you're like yeah, that's, that's pretty cool.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that ultimately uh, as a punt team, um, not just myself, but as a punt team, you ultimately get judged by the net. And there's a lot of different factors that go into that. And so if I'm evaluating my performance and our performance as a unit, the net's going to be the first thing amongst other factors that I'm going to look to. Um, so, uh, you know, the higher you can get the net, the better. And uh, so, yeah, I think that's probably um, the this, this stat or the... the best indicator of how well I'm punting the football Um, but I would be lying if I I wasn't telling you the Giants game wasn't pretty cool doing that was something that I never even had considered but in hindsight that's pretty cool that um, that we did that so yeah I, I would say the net primarily
0: yeah 100% uh, and I know I mean, you talked about it it's just kind of the whole effort the whole battery that goes into a successful punt obviously you and, and Daniel who I know isn't involved in the punt team but like you and, and Daniel and, and you know the, the entire crew
1: what? what yeah do you- but uh, Daniel's not involved in the punt team but Daniel is involved in the punt team. Daniel is my little caddy out there. <laughs> Daniel comes out with me to the field with a water bottle sometimes in the summer when it's hot he's got a towel and he sort of just is, he's my caddy. He sits back there he watches me punt sometimes when I'm pissed about something i'll just yell at it to him and he just goes yeah yeah yeah." or i'm like what what, would you see there sometimes getting like a quick tip so daniel's not on the punt team but uh daniel being my my little my little caddy my little uh bag holder during a punt team he deserves some credit for sure and he'd be disgusted if he didn't get his flowers Yes, we're gonna include him in that he's also we're also each other's mental coach so anything that anything I do is a reflection of him and anything he does is a reflection of me
0: 100% 100% a great partnership but let's continue continue. let's zoom out to the entire punt unit right and I know that uh, one of the things that at times is frustrating for me is that AJ Cole is not like look at me look at me look at all these great things I'm doing oh it's it's a team thing which it is But in this moment uh, of kind of recognition for you, certainly a very awesome moment, what do you have to say to the guys in front of you that help kind of make this
1: thing go? I mean, I'll say until the day that I die that... Me going to the Pro Bowl is a unit award. It's a team award. And I, I'm, I get to be the one that's the face of it, that gets the stats attached to their name. But I can't do anything without them. If they don't protect for me, I don't have time to get a good punt off. If they don't cover, our numbers are trash. And so the guys that were in front of me that I played with, and, and this is what I've, I've told the gunner sometimes too, is, is like the plays that you make, aren't just the plays that you make the plays that you make give me confidence in your ability to make those plays and they help me punt at a higher level so because Amir and because DJ are flying down there making plays I'm more confident in them just to let it rip and let them go make me look good so then my punting game improves so they're not just making plays but they're also improving my performance by the confidence that I have in them.
0: 100%. And you and the boys are going to be representing down in Orlando in, I don't know, about like five weeks' time, something like that. But you are not going to be the only Raider there. Our friend Max Crosby, a fellow friend of the program. Interesting that two friends of the program are getting Pro Bowl nods this year. I won't say anything more than that. Just an interesting observation.
1: But, I don't believe in coincidences. Uh, I don't know about you.
0: Uh-uh. I'm, again, I'm not here to dispute you. It's your big day. There we go. But how excited are you that Max is going to be going along for this adventure with you?
1: Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, Max is just. He's unbelievable. Like watching him play from the sidelines and seeing his work day in, day out. I mean, it's just incredible to, to watch how he's grown um, from, you know, being a, a kind of a baby faced rookie to the guy that he is now. It's, it's such an awesome journey to have been able to have a front row seat, too. I mean, the way he plays on Sunday, uh, it, it, I, there might be guys that work as hard as Max. But you can't find somebody that works harder, and you can't find somebody that gives more. Um, and so anytime he gets honored with an award, it is really special just because I've seen the behind the scenes, and I know what it took, and I know most people aren't willing to give what it took.
0: Yeah, and it's like we talk about all the time, and I tell Max every time that, that we have a chance to sit down. I was like, the, the best thing about Max, and the same goes for you, is like the skinny, non-tattooed guy who rolled up at 1220 in Oakland, yep. he's the same dude. Yeah. Right, he's 100 percent the same guy. A little bit bigger, a little more body art these days, but he's the same dude. And the same goes for you, right? Yeah, it think, just drives
1: a nicer car. Yeah,
0: just <laughs> a little louder car. Yeah, a little louder in no both doubt. in both volume and in color. For but sure. yes, uh, different car, same guy. But uh, you know, we've talked so much about the Pro Bowl for good reason. It's an awesome day. I think it's a day to celebrate you and Max, and to your point, celebrate everyone who helped you guys get to where you are. But we still got one game left, right? This thing ain't over quite yet. Uh, one more t- one more time, we're gonna go against the Broncos this weekend at Allegiant. I mean, what are you kind of hoping to get out of? This uh, this last go around with the fellows.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you end up in this situation, it, it is a little bit weird because you're you know all season you're playing for the playoffs, you're playing for the playoffs, you're playing for the playoffs, and then once you're eliminated, it's like all right, well, what are we playing for now? And you got to look to the left and you got to look to the right and you got to know that this group of men it'll never be the same. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what it's going to look like coaching staff wise. You don't know what it's going to look like player wise, but this iteration of the Las Vegas Raiders will never exist again. So you're playing for the love of your, you're playing for the love of the game and you're playing for the love of your teammates. And we just want to go out there and we want to put an exclamation point on who we feel like we are. And we want to we still have that pride and we still want to show that, you know, this is who we are. This is what our final legacy is and no matter what you, what stage of the NFL you're in, whether it's the first game of the year, whether it's a Super Bowl, whether it's the last game with no real playoff stakes, you are what you put on film. And you got to sign that and you got to turn it in and that goes on your resume. So we're just going to go put on tape who we are
0: yeah 100% and I think what's great for us is it's the last game of the year is a home game right and I think yeah. it provides an awesome opportunity for us to kind of show gratitude say thank you to the fans say thank you to the people that make all of this possible that make it possible for me to talk nonsense and hang out with you guys all the time so you know I, I one thing that I you know going back to Max that I think Max has a great appreciation for and you kind of fall in that same boat too is that understanding of like it is kind of that mutual relationship between player and fans and there's none of, a, none of this without them so like you know we got one left to go like what is your kind of message for, for getting that place packed on Sunday
1: yeah definitely I mean like I said uh you know this is the last iteration and you don't know who's going to be in those jersey numbers next year and this group of guys that we got the opportunity to play with this year you know any anytime you get to the end of the year there's there's some sadness there's some emotions there's some feeling of like loss right but this is just such an incredible group of of, of men and, and what what we've gone through this year with the highs and the lows and the adversity um I think this is a group of people that should have made Raider Nation proud this year. Um, and we, I know we would appreciate any kind of support we can get. Um, and, you know, when we're down, y'all lift us up. And when y'all are down, we try and lift you up. And so um, that's how we feel. Um, and, yeah, we're extremely thankful for the fan base because, like you said, this whole operation, this podcast studio, the locker room we got, none of this would exist if we didn't have fans, if nobody wanted to come watch us play. So we are extremely appreciative and thankful of their support and for them caring caring enough to tune in every Sunday. Um, and so this is the last opportunity this team's going to have to play together. You don't know who's going to be here next year, so enjoy it while you can.
0: 100%. And not only a great punter, a great ambassador for everything that this place stands for, congratulations once again to you and Max. I uh, can't leave the condor out of this. It was no, no. so good to see you, and I know I tell you every time that we hang out selfishly, it's just so much fun to see you kind of get your moment in the sun, and thankfully these moments are happening a lot now, which is awesome, but I will never forget uh, that you were a guy who you said, hey, I don't know how long I'm going to be here, like, let's have some fun for the next two, three months while I go through the off-season program, and then you look up, and what is this, year five for you? What What is it?
1: Yeah, just finish, finishing up year five right yeah, it's now. crazy. Trying to keep that same mentality, man. You never know when your last day here is going to be, so you got to enjoy the sunshine, smell the roses, and have the best day you can.
0: Absolutely. Well said. Congratulations, Day Cole, and we'll see you next week all right brother
1: thank you eddie and a huge shout out to
0: not only aj but for max crosby like i said you're two raiders pro bowlers in 2023 and i guess technically it is the 2024 pro bowl games it's so it confuses me every year right because they're 2023 pro bowlers the game starts the games are held in 2024 when we go to pro football reference and all that it'll say they're 2023 pro Bowlers. it's just that weird kind of funky uh you know end of the season just like the fact that the 2023 regular season will end for the Raiders this Sunday, the first week of 2024, whatever. But speaking of the first week of 2024 and the final game that your Raiders will play at Allegiant Stadium this season, uh, a lot to play for. We talked about it, right? Uh, you know, a rivalry game. We've heard that from Antonio Pierce. We've heard that from some of the guys in the locker room. You know, you think about some of these old AFC West rivalries uh, and how deep, uh, you know, deep those rivalries go. And it'll be great to, to kind of see the Raiders finish this thing out at home. And I was talking to AJ about it, right? Where I was like, I think the fact that we get to finish the season at home, the fact that we get to kind of say thank you to the fans, the, the, the fact that we get to kind of appreciate and respect and, and kind of pay homage to your 2023 Las Vegas Raiders is a lot of fun. But we want to win the game too, right? Like we can we can be nice and sensitive and we can, you know, have a, you know, sing kumbaya and all that and respect everything that's happened. But at the end of the day, we want to win this football game. Antonio Pierce wants to win this football game. The 53 guys in that locker room want to win this football game game. So for the final time in 2023 slash 2024, the Raiders will win if, and for me, it comes down to this. It's one beautiful, magical number, and that number is 100. Can the Raiders get to 100 yards on the ground? That's it. We look at what the Broncos do statistically on the defensive side of the football, and stopping the run is not really their thing. Coming into Sunday's game, the Broncos rank 31st in the NFL, allowing on average 137.6 rushing yards per game. Can the Raiders get to 100? And if they can do that, I think they will be victorious. Because we have said it time and time again, we have said it on this show, we've said it on, uh, on other shows under our umbrella. When the Raiders are successful, when the Raiders are rocking and firing on all cylinders, they are a run-first team. Whether Josh Jacobs is healthy and back there ready to go, whether it's Zamir stepping up, whether it's kind of the, the triumvirate uh, of Zamir, Amir, and Brandon Bolden, whoever it is, when the Raiders are at their best on that side of the ball, they are running the football. That is what they are doing. They are controlling the line of scrimmage, and they are running the football. Well, the Raiders are going to have their opportunities to do that this Sunday against the Broncos' defense that, at times, has been really good in 2023. But you look at it, the one thing that they struggle to do consistently is stop the run. Now, like I said, time will tell whether we see Josh Jacobs uh, out there once more in 2023 or if it is Zamir. We've we've seen Josh the past couple weeks try to give it a go. and Unfortunately, not quite be there yet. So I'm really hopeful that we can see him once more to wrap up this regular season. But all the same, whether it's him or it's Zamir or it's whoever it may be, can the Raiders run the football against this Broncos defense? I hope, I hope, I hope they can. Because if they do, we talk about it. It opens everything up for Aiden O'Connell. It makes life easier for your rookie quarterback. It makes life easier for those tight ends. It makes life easier for Devontae Adams and that very talented wide receiving core. Run the football if they are able to do it, if they are able to do it early, often, and effectively, and hit the century mark. Can we get to 100? Please, please, please. I think the Raiders will win. I think they will. I feel good about that. And we will all kind of certainly not celebrate the ending of the season because, as we said, uh, this season ending not the way that we wanted to, but ending the season kind of on a high note with something to uh, some positive momentum as we go into, as I've said many times, and I will keep saying it, it will be a very, very, very intriguing off season for your Las Vegas Raiders. But one more time before we get out of here. We got to crack an ice cold bruchacho, too. And to this week, oh, we're cracking an ice cold one for you guys. Every single person who listens to this show, the entirety of the Raider Nation because listen, we talked about it a lot. Without you guys, without you all, we don't get to do what we want to do, right? And and AJ, I think uh, you know, really kind of said it in in a really nice, eloquent way. He goes, look, there's not this beautiful building, there's not this podcast studio, there's not the fantastic locker room downstairs, the workout area, there's not a Legion Stadium without you guys, right? And so as we come to the end of the regular season, this is just an opportunity for us to say, hey, thanks. Thanks for going on this crazy adventure with us. Now, the adventure certainly isn't ending, right? We are just shifting modes into off-season mode next week. But all the same, like, Thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with us every single week. Like especially now with the uh, the the landscape of sports media, there's so many different places where you all could get your Raiders news whether it's uh you know one of the the local affiliates here who do an awesome job some of our local media whether you you know you want to go to to the blogosphere wherever it is there's so many places that give the opportunity to kind of tell the story of the Las Vegas Raiders and we're just so appreciative that you come hang out with us for a little bit we really are so uh, on that note thank you thank you thank you let's finish 2023 strong uh one quick programming note speaking of finishing strong Jason Fitz and I are back for the final time this year in the fifth quarter uh, we will be uh, doing our thing wrapping up uh, a really an, an incredible season in so many ways for the Raiders uh, a season not short on uh, not short on storylines but we're gonna do that once more it'll be so good to see Fitz. Uh, Fitz will also be joining us at the Super Bowl which will be a lot of fun we have a lot of uh, a lot of exciting things coming out of the pipeline in that regard so like I said you are not getting rid of us quite yet but uh, but all the same man like I said from the bottom of our hearts from everyone here at Silver and Black Productions we thank you for hanging out with us so for Eddie Pascal our guest this week AJ j cole and as i said everyone here at silver and black productions we appreciate you hanging out with us once again we will see you guys as i said same time same place next week for our first off-season edition of upon further review thanks for listening to this edition of upon further review presented by coors light on the official raiders podcast network